Leadership Confessions with Phil Rose from Clarity Leadership. Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of Leadership Confessions with me, Phil Rose. Wow, am I excited to, to share with you today's guest, a real, truly inspirational character, Matt Hampson. Matt, or Hambo, as he's affectionately known, was paralysed after a rugby accident in 2005 whilst training with England under-21s. This remarkable man has subsequently started the Get Busy Living Foundation, which is the philosophy behind everything the Matt Hampson Foundation aims to do, which is to help people get busy living after a life-altering injury. He was rightly awarded the OBE in 2021 for his outstanding work. Matt and I recently hosted an evening together for 70 clients. It was a virtual evening where he shared his story and we were joined on that evening by England head coach Eddie Jones. It's a great privilege to bring today's guest, uh, Matt Hampson. Hambo, how are you, sir? Not bad at all, thanks. Yeah, yeah, doing okay, plodding along. And it's tough going at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's difficult for everybody, uh, but in particular people who are quite restricted and confined by their 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 sort of injuries and, and disabilities. So I, th- I think it's been quite a quite a long old slog for people, um, and I, I think everyone's looking forward to getting back to a bit of normality. And all of our beneficiaries are so so excited about the future prospects of the foundation and the, and the work that we're doing, and and um, just getting back to a little bit of normality, having a barbecue, having a few beers, and just enjoying <laughs> each of us company, really. Yeah, yeah too right. Uh, and, 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 mate, thank you very much for hosting that evening with us the other day. It was a real success. The feedback I've had was absolutely fantastic. And I guess for people that weren't able to make that evening, uh, and for people that might not know your story, please just give us a background to, to you. To me? Um, so, so I was born in Leicester, and in 1984, um, I, was a, I was a pretty hectic child, um, to say the least. My, my parents did find it really difficult to find something for me to channel my energy into. I'm, I'm dyslexic, so school was quite a challenge. And I only had one real option, um, and that was to play rugby. There was, there was no real plan B. Um, I first started playing rugby when I was five years old at Oakham Rugby Club. I stayed there until I was 12 and then I joined Sciston Rugby Club where I played in various national competitions and I actually played at Twickenham when I was 14 years old. I eventually got a chance to achieve a lifelong dream to um, play for Leicester Tigers. I remember going down to Oval Park which is the Leicester Tigers training ground and trying out with 200 odd lads and I remember receiving the letter through the post with the Tigers emblem on it and I remember opening it and um, reading that I've been successful to be part of the Leicester Tigers Academy and it's quite honestly the proudest day of my life. Um, I worked my way through the ranks at Tigers and um, earned my stripes and eventually made it into the Leicester Tigers first team squad. Um, my life is so dedicated to rugby um, Basically, my life revolved around eating, training, sleeping. That was about it, really. Um, and and whilst playing for Leicester Tigers, I played alongside Martin Johnson, Austin Healy, Neil Back, Tom Croft, and Dan Cole, just to name a few. Um, it was a real surreal experience training and playing alongside these legends of the game that I watched growing up, winning Premiership 
European and World Cup trophies and I couldn't speak for the first month I was there. I just remember <laughs> I was just in sheer awe of these icons of the game. Um, it was a yeah, a crazy, crazy surreal experience. Um, I remember playing the world. There's some pretty impressive names there, so it must have been awesome. Yeah. And, then, and, and, and then you got the, the call up, I guess, for England. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, yeah, I, basically what happened was I, I played well for the academy and and um, I did well. And then the bonus was being called up to play for England. And it was it was amazing. You know, I remember running out um, for the first time and singing the national anthem and just being so proud to to be to be to be English and playing for my country and, and wearing the red rose on my chest it was just a, an amazing experience and then what happened so I've been selected to be part of the last England under 21 squad to play against Scotland and we, we were training at Franklin's Gardens and uh, Northampton Saints and I remember the Tuesday before the Friday we're due to play Scotland I'm hitting the scrum the scrum collapsed and I basically took the weight of both packs onto the back of my neck and I was left paralyzed from the neck down uh, and 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 what happens then I I got carted off um to Northampton General um I was very, very fortunate that day that we, we had Tony Spreadbury in, um, the famous famous referee, and he he's an ex-paramedic, and he actually resuscitated me on the pitch, and he saved my life that day. And then I went to Northampton General, and I was there for approximately 24 hours, and then I went off to... Um, stone mandeville where they operated on my neck and released the two vertebrae and released my spinal cord and um then then they could sort of see the severity of the damage and and how it was sort of going to change my life forever and what was the prognosis um i was left uh basically i was um the two vertebrae dislocated and I, I trapped my spinal cord and then the swelling went up to, and that was at C4, C5, and then the swelling went up to C2. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm, I'm basically paralyzed from the neck down on a ventilator. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it was tough. It was a really, really tough situation to deal with. And um, one that I, I don't. I think I was very naive. Um, I was 20 years old, and part and parcel of being a rugby player is getting injured, and I hadn't realised the true severity of it, and and how ultimately I was I was going to be, um, you know, potentially paralysed from the neck down for the rest of my life. Wow! And and for those that are are listening, you may be able to hear Matt's uh, ventilator in the background. Uh, which is part of your everyday life today. Um, uh, one of the things that you know brought me close to tears, Matt, when you were doing our evening is is what you shared with your father. Um, you know, and, and and being a dad, uh, you know, I guess it's it's particularly poignant for me. But what what did you share with your father when you were in hospital? Um, I think he he really really struggled. I think I think as a 
a lot of the time as a father, as a as a man, um, you you a lot of the time you you meant to be this strong, resilient character, and 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 tough, and 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 um, I think it really he really really struggled and actually took it upon myself to say dad this will make me a better person and i don't think i truly believe what i just said um to him um but i just wanted to sort of ease his pain and try to help him as much as i possibly could it's it's happening again i'm I'm nearly in tears again you're just telling the story because i just think any any parent, uh, any father, just, you know, your first thought is to, is to think about how you can make it easier for your dad in, in that situation. Mm. Um, I, oh, man, it's remarkable. Um, uh, but now talk, talk to us about, please, the, the, the foundation and what you're doing with the, the Get Busy Living Foundation. Because this is just a, you know, in a remarkable way to turn adversity, uh, positive into, from adversity. So when I when I had my accident, I was very very fortunate to have so much support from from the rugby community, um, but you know all walks of life, but especially the rugby community. Um, and I had a lot of people come in and see me and support me, and and want to yeah yeah want to just genu- genuinely help me in, and uh, with with my life and. Um, Initially, we set the trust fund for myself, um, and then it sort of grew and grew and grew. And then I was in a position where I was financially, potentially going to be financially sound for the rest of my life. So we we decided to set up the the Matt Hampson Foundation to help other people who had serious injuries um, through sport, and you know our our. In, our sort of strap line is to inspire and support young people seriously into through sport, and we we offer a mentoring and and support to to the individuals, but also their families as well. And it it's a very very simple um, message that we've got, uh, which is the get busy living message. And the message really sort of resonates with, I think, a lot of people at the moment um, with from from all different backgrounds and it's it's a it's a really powerful message in the fact that come on we, we've got a choice to make in our lives and we we can um inspire each other and help each other and and support each other to get to get busy living and and that message um is very very powerful i, I personally feel it is very powerful and and you know what comes across to me there matt is is and it, you know it's a value very dear to my heart which is you've always got a choice and and you've chosen to do something really positive with the situation that you find yourself in it is remarkable mate um it really is what's been or who has been your source of inspiration my source of inspiration are, are our beneficiaries at the at the center you know i see them every day who are people just doing remarkable things that you I think they they genuinely want to change people's perceptions, and they want to say that yeah, I'm in a wheelchair, but I'm I'm living life to the full. And just because I'm in a chair, you don't have to feel sorry for me. You don't have to feel pity. Um, you you should feel you should feel inspired and and um, you know follow me. You know, and that that's very much what we 
the the message uh, um, is so so important. Um, and it's yeah, but yeah, for me, I think I think I've, I've got such amazing friends. I've got a great family, um, and I've got people who have come into my life that I really didn't ever think they would. And um, yeah, that that that's my sort of inspiration, really. And where and where does that drive come from? Do you think? Um, I think from a very sort of humble background, with my, with my parents, um, they they worked hard and worked for everything that we we basically got. Um, and then my, uh, I think my my friends as well, who just treat me as the same old hambo, the, the same old Matt. I'm still the brunt of a lot of people's jokes. Um, and yeah, I think that just that sense of normality, and I, I think as well playing for Leicester Tigers. Um, I remember going down to the Tigers in it and nobody would speak to you for the sort of first sort of two months that you were there and the fact that they wanted you to, you know, earn your respect. You know, I think that's so, so important. And I think rugby's got great core values and morals for life for for a lot of kids and, and individuals, really. And I think that grounding and that, and that um, is, those sort of core values are very, very important, especially in rugby. And, and nobody's b- bigger than the team. Nobody's bigger than the game, are they? No, absolutely not. Get, help us, you know, get a, a sense of the scale of the foundation of how many, uh, how many people you're helping. Just give us a sense of that, please. We probably have probably about 50 or beneficiaries who actually physically come to the centre on a, you know, on a daily, weekly basis. And then on from that, we've probably got, we're probably about 200 of beneficiaries now um, who we've supported over the years, which, yeah, gives me a great sort of sense of, sense of achievement and uh, pride, really. Yeah, good. It's amazing. It really is. And so that's very much a positive story. I guess during all of this, when's been your darkest moment? When's been your hardest time? Um, I think the when, when I initially had my accident, um, when I when when they when it when it sort of hit home, I remember lying in lying in bed and and the consultant coming round in um, and when when you're in there that you know you they've they've got a job to do um, and I think sometimes they sort of lack that human human interaction and that human side of things and I remember just lying there in bed and and having like a a, a uh, drawing pin with with the with the sharp end taken off and I remember them prodding me and they said can you feel that and I said no can you feel that no and it was just going further and further up towards my face and um I think that night after that, I think that was a that was a real big turning point. Um, yeah, it was just a yeah when it, when it sort of dawns on you the severity of your injury and how you know how you're actually a lot worse off than a lot of people around you who are pushing themselves along in wheelchairs and initially I felt sorry for them and I thought. God, look at that poor guy in a wheelchair not realizing that I, my injury is actually a lot higher level than than theirs wow and when are you 
you know, on the flip side to that, then, when are you now at your best? Because you clearly achieved some remarkable things since your accident and coming back from that time in, in hospital. When would you be at your best today? I think um, just being being with my being with my family, um, simple things like cooking Sunday dinner together and things like that. Um, or yeah, just at the centre and just being around like-minded people who want to achieve and want to want to better themselves in a lot of ways, you know. Mm. And, and although you're not using the word, but what I'm getting a sense of is around your purpose today is about helping those beneficiaries and giving them a better life and giving them a source of inspiration. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> trying to. Yeah, trying to give them a source of inspiration, but I, I'm inspired by them as well. It works both ways. You know, we, we help each other out, and it's very much like that. It's very much a team effort. And, um, you know, right, rightly or wrongly, I'm, I'm very sort of driven with my foundation and and, uh, and helping people. And I think it takes the emphasis of my own situation and, and takes 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 that away from me and I you know I don't have too too long to think about myself and thinking about other people which in turn helps helps me in that way yeah and you know your humility comes through and I know you're talking about the, the team aspect of it but if I was to get anyone from the foundation on this call that you know they would be very much saying it's you know you as the as the leader you know you sum up every every characteristic of outstanding leadership it would be it would be interesting to get your thoughts about which leaders you admire from any walk of life, whether that be, you know, in sport, in, in, in business, politics, you know, and who, who do you admire and, and why? I think obviously, obviously Winston Churchill. And I think obviously being a, a, a true, a true Englishman and a Brit, um, I'm very sort of proud of, of that. Um, although, um, things aren't great at the moment with Brexit and things like that. But um, yeah, I think, um, yeah, very, very proud of that sort of heritage. Um, I, th I think obviously Muhammad Ali, um, he, I think what what he stands for and what he stood up for and, and how he, he didn't just go along with, you know, what everybody else was doing. He, he tried to make a change and, and, and did make a change for a lot of people. Um, which is which is remarkable, really, and I think I think he saw himself as a you know bigger than sport um, in that way, and he saw the bigger picture rather than just looking at himself as you know probably the best boxer ever. Um, he he looked at the bigger picture and he he looked at his influence and his his power and he, and he had a you know, obviously had a lot to say and, and a voice and, a, and a, an opinion. So, yeah, he, he, he influenced a lot of people. And, yeah, obviously Martin Johnson, he was my leader at Tigers and, uh, yeah, what a remarkable captain he was and, and how he would never ask you to do anything he wouldn't do himself. He'd always be, sorry about the cliche, but over the, to be first over the trenches, he always would. Always would and uh, yeah, a remarkable man um, and and a great leader and and just uh, a great inspiration to to a lot of Tigers players over the years. And I know you get a lot of support from Jono today. Yeah, Jono's uh, yeah, he still still supports the foundation. He's a, he's a good guy and uh, and very 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 humble and um, yeah, like I said, he 
he uh yeah he's a, he's a great leader well you know i'm a big believer in you know sort of teams have momentum uh and that you know that creates self-belief and, and you know if i think about the foundation that you've set up and the team that you've built around you. And it, it's obviously come from nothing. When, when did you start to think you were winning? What was sort of some of the things that were put in place that you, gave you that belief that you could make this happen? I think uh, the, the people that just wanted to sort of jump on the foundation and and get behind what we're doing. And, you know, the, the likes of like Mike, Mike Tyndall being our, our patron, he, he believes very strongly about the foundation and the wonderful work that we're doing. He, he sees it firsthand when he comes to see us. Um, and just a just a genuinely nice bloke, you know, just a, he, he would literally do anything for the foundation. And, yeah, just, just the names associated with it, but also... The people that it, the people that it helps, and you see it firsthand. I think initially when we when we uh, built the centre, we didn't know where it was going to go and how how we were going to support people. I think we always knew that we wanted to have a, a get busy living centre, and we always wanted to have that that sort of focus um, as a as a centre. Um, but we didn't realise how we were going to help people and how it's going to change people's lives forever. And I think once you start seeing that firsthand, that, that's when you think, yeah, we're winning, we're doing well. Uh, and, and, you know, and, and it's there's a culmination in this year being uh, a, a Lions tour and, and you're associated with uh, with the Lions. Just talk to us about that partnership, please. Yeah, we're we're one of the Lions chosen charities this year. We're we're very very proud to have that affiliation and that that um, you know that kudos of of being a British Lions charity. And um, I think for us, it's we we always look at ourselves as quite a relatively small charity um, compared to a lot of charities. But we think, yeah, God, we've 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 made it. We're having having that, but. You know, we need obviously need to keep driving it forward. We still need support from a, from a, a lot of different people, but um, yeah, to have that affiliation is amazing. And and how do people support you, uh, Matt? So if they're listening to this and going, "Wow, I'm you know completely inspired," what 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 do they need to do? Just have a look at our, our uh, social media. Have a look at our website, and I, I think it's massively important to use that message of get busy living as as a sort of inspiration behind how you want to support us and how you want to potentially raise money for us as well, and find out more about the wonderful work that we do. What's the website address so people can look that up? So it's matthamsonfoundation.org. Brilliant. Thank you, sir. And, and there will be a number of people listening to this uh, in different uh, backgrounds, ages, profiles. If there were any sort of, I guess, advice, you are an inspiring character, Hambo. You really, truly are. What, what, and, and I know you won't uh, necessarily uh, think that because of your humble nature, but what, what advice would you share for anyone who's, who's listening? I'd probably say to strive, strive to be better, and and try to better yourself as a person every day, and and look at look at the things that you can do in your life rather than what you can't do, and um, make the best of life and and enjoy it because we we don't know you know we don't know how long we're going to be on this planet for so yeah just enjoy your life while you're here and um, life's too too short not to enjoy it. Oh look, Matt, there's there's three great tips there, which is 
to be the best you can be. Focus on what you can do rather than what you can't uh, and enjoy it because you don't know when it's going to come to, a, uh, you know, when it will be over. So enjoy every moment. Hambo, three great pieces of advice. Thank you. A couple of quick fire questions for you to close up. What's your guilty pleasure? Chocolate. <laughs> Any particular type? Oh, all chocolate. Look at the size of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what one thing you'd put in room 101? Uh, traffic wardens. Yeah. Oh, why? Come on. Oh, I, got, I got done the other day. I, I, I pulled up outside some, some traffic lights and uh, hadn't realised it was a, a. I couldn't park there. So, um, yeah, well, I think we're just nipping into a shop and then, uh, yeah, traffic warden. Did me so I was uh, absolutely gutted. <laughs> uh, what's what's one of your most annoying traits or sayings? Um, I'm OCD. Uh, I'm very, I'm very OCD. I'm very intense as a person. Um, that and doesn't come across at all, uh, you know, does it? Oh well, I, mean, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> and lastly, what makes you smile, sir? It's simple things in life, like a bit of sunshine, a few beers, and a barbecue. Yeah, that'll do me. Uh, good on you, mate. I love the simplicity. I love your humility. You really are truly an inspiring character for us all, Hambo. It's been a pleasure to have you as a guest on Leadership Confessions. And, and just remind us of the website address again, if people can support the foundation. So it's myhamsonfoundation.org. Matt, thank you very much. Uh, have a great rest of the day. No worries. Cheers. Leadership Confessions from Clarity Leadership. Email hello at clarityleadership.co.uk and subscribe to receive every episode as it's released.